I watched your um podcast with Theo Vaughn, which mm-hmm. still can't get over that you met Theo. He's he seemed yeah, like crazy, such a yeah. legit guy. And um, but I didn't know that you had a rollerblade background at all. Like I, I'd sort of uh yeah, I just thought you did scooter into start. So rollerblading was your first ever sport. Yeah, it was well, all like, I had. So like when I watched like um it's called it was called uh the ultimate x it was like an mm. exchange movie and it had like it had everything it had like losing in it i think it had like some crazy oh, yeah. like, gimmicky stuff like they had bungee jumping kayaking everything like that but um mm. basically i watched that and then all i had was roll blades in the garage and that was like the first thing i got and took down and then it was like oh this is super fun so i just kept doing it and then i didn't even think to like get anything else because i just had the rollerblades and i was like 12 like it was from eight years old to like 12 years old i'd ride mm. rollerblades and like just when, you, when you're that age you don't even care you just like do whatever's fun and that's all i had and then i would like eventually i, I would find myself having to borrow like people's scooters but i would have to borrow their shoes as well so i'd have to find some of the same size feet as me <laughs> in the scooter because i wouldn't bring shoes to the skate park because i was rolling yeah yeah of course <laughs> Imagine I'd be so I'd be fuming. So I'm going, I borrow your skier. Can I borrow your shoes as well? I'd be pissed yeah, legit. Off. <laughs> it was funny. I remember it so well because I'd always have to like borrow certain people's shoes because not everyone would fit me because I had huge feet. That's hilarious. So when you were rollerblading, were you like, did you get to like a decent level? Or were you just cruising around? So I was like eight to twelve years old. So it was kind of like I was doing pretty good. Like I learned to flip, and I was like, I think I could do like front front flips was what like my jam that I could do. But I used to like do flat spins fly out. I had no clue how people rode rollerblades really because I never watched it. I didn't have internet. Yeah. So I would just like kind of make it up in my own head and I thought flips are cool. So that's what I was doing. But I would never like really grind. Like I would stall mm. and I would like try to grind. And then I went to my first rollerblade contest and they were like, that's all they were doing. Like these crazy grinds. And I had no clue how to do them. And it was like such an eye open. I was like, what the, what is this? Like, this isn't what I do at all. I just do flips, yeah. like, which looks cool. Like they were still scored well and like look cool, but that like rollerblading was like, they, their style is way different to how I perceived it when I was just young and didn't know anything better. And then mm. I was like, oh, it kind of like, it kind of like pushed me out of it a little bit. Cause then I realized that, oh, well, I, the way I like to ride isn't the way that rollerbladers really ride. Yeah, I, I was talk- I was talking to some of the um I did a podcast the other day with like these old school guys and it was they were saying like yeah the old like 90s early 2000s it was literally just hitting handrails that was pretty much the sport it was like you just yeah. did grinds and so I can say yeah if you're like you're you're trying to do what you find enjoyable and then when you see the wider community and it's just totally different I could see there's a bit of like a disconnect I'd imagine must have been there. Yeah, and I I just didn't have like that was a when I did the contest that was like the fourth time I'd ever seen any rollerbladers ever. Cause in Australia, like there was no, no rollerbladers. Like I was the only rollerblader at my skate park at, at all. And then I think maybe I seen in my four years of riding, I've probably seen maybe four or five rollerbladers maximum at the skate Damn. park. Like, like they'd only come by themselves, obviously, but like four or five times I've seen a, another rollerblader, but I didn't care. I kept doing it because it was kind of like what I just picked up first and what I was like set on. And mm. then, um, yeah, then eventually I was like, hey, I'll, I'll try Scooter. Like, I'll just, I, I would like see if all my mates would ride Scooter. Like, obviously I was friends with Scooters and BMXs. And I would just like sometimes be like, oh, I want to try that trick that they're trying. And then eventually, yeah, I bought my own Scooter and bought my own shoes to the skate park. So, <laughs> you finally got a pair of shoes. The, um, 
The what I was what I was wondering. So you're you're saying you got into rollerblading at about eight to about twelve. So how old are you now? Yeah. Me, I'm twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay, so eight to twelve. You what? You, I'm just trying to think what sort of era that would have been. Was that early two thousands? Mm, so, well, what would that? That's nearly twenty years ago. God damn. So yeah, it would have been. Ago. Yeah, my maths is not good. So that would be. Early 2000s, I'm going to say. It's like yeah, maybe early, late... It's no. Early 2000s. Early yeah, to yeah. Mid, mid to, like, yeah. Early to mid. So, so you, like, this was in that era when, like, extreme sports was, like, fucking popping. Because early mm. 2000s, I'd say it was, like... You were saying you were watching, like, the X Games and shit like that. So it was, like, kind of yeah. massive back then. Do you kind of remember that era well? Because I, I never was in... Like, I was into playing Tony Hawks, but I wasn't, like, skateboarding. I wasn't into that. I was just mm-hmm. really just a poser, you know? So what was... Do you remember that era much? Were you well, I was young? just so young. I was so young yeah. that... I, all I, and I didn't have the internet. So, like, the only way I could ever see anything was if I went to my nan's. Like, when I went down... Because my mum and dad were split up. When I went down to see my dad, I would stay at my nan's and she would have internet. So that was like the only time I ever really got to branch out and kind of see what was going on other than what was on TV or like this this X Games movie that I would just rewatch. Yeah, So yeah. I didn't really know. I didn't really know what was going on, but I like knew that there was big guys. Like I knew Travis Strong, I knew Dave Mirror, I knew Matt Hoffman, I knew like Tony Hawk, Bob Burnquist, like the biggest guys. I knew them from the TV and the X Games, but I never really knew like, what scene i didn't know like really any role but it's other than um like a handful of that aggressive inline game because i eventually got that mm. and then i could like see them and then i was like oh these guys and then i like would look them up and see what they're doing eventually and then i think by the time i was like 12 i was probably just about to get internet i i know that i didn't have when i first started scootering i didn't have it because i would have to go to my mate's house to like upload any footage mm. of me scootering so i remember that clearly so like yeah that era because it would have been it would have been popping it but it's kind of it is kind of interesting that you were always by just what you're saying there you were looking at other so it weren't just i like skateboarding i'm just gonna watch tony Hawk. it was almost like you you were inspired by matt hoffman tony hawk like different people that's kind of interesting because i have noticed that doing the content i do people do stick in their lane they find one thing and stick to it but you almost by the sounds of it kind of interesting a bit of everything yeah, definitely. I like, I look everywhere for inspiration and I still do today. Like I'm, I'm so just like, I don't know, because it's like you, it's like, I always think of action sports. Like when people are like, Oh, who's the best. And I always think of it as like dancing. It's like, you can be a break dancer or you can be a ballerina. So who's the best dancer? You can't say because there's so many different mm. ways to dance. So it's just like action sports. It's like, yeah, I know that there's it, like a. But it's interesting thing. that that's a rare. It's strange that that's almost a rare attitude. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I think that other people can appreciate it, but maybe they don't see like they don't get inspiration as much because they think that it doesn't. They don't it doesn't intertwine, but it, to me it does because I look around. It's like you see snowboarders and they're doing double cork seven twenty. It's like, mm. well, I want to do a double cork seven twenty, and then they like doing a, tricks that are even more than that because they've they've progressed that the cork realm of action sports right so it's like mm. well what's the next cork you could do on bmx and you kind of would look at snowboarding or skiing because they are already at the next level so i always thought like that's how i always looked at things it's like like if tony hawk's doing 900 on a skateboard it's still inspiring me to try maybe be able to do it on a yeah scooter. but it, it's it's really interesting as well because when i was chatting with these rollerbladers they were saying like so there's a, a new style of rollerblading 
sort of, I guess, in it, called like Wizard Blading. There's a company mm -hmm. that make these kind of, I think they look a bit mental. Like the frames are like this thick. So you have this piece of metal with these big wheels. They kind of look mad, but it means that they're able to kind of maneuver around better. So they're almost doing like figure skating rollerblading, but they're doing it like between like parts of a, a run. So okay. they'll do like spinning around, clap their feet together, like jump. And it actually looks really sick. And so I was like, to me, when I was talking to him, I was like, how the fuck did it take the sport 30 years to get to that? Like, to me, that's like, and they were sort of saying, it was because like we were aggressive rollerbladers. So we wanted to be as far away from like the traditional view of like mm. roller skating and, and like ice skating. Mm -hmm. But yeah by doing that because what they were saying is like it helped them define what rollerblading was but by doing that you box it in and so your attitude i really respect because it's like it's not just getting too hand in on one thing and i think one of the really like fascinating things and we'll get you know we'll get into it yeah. a bit better but like was the fact that when you're when you did that bmx like the first time you were on a bmx in competition and the commentators are like what the fuck? Like, we don't know what to call what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that yeah. that's impossible if you had that kind of old attitude of like, you know, this is this. Yeah, well, I always seen like when I was right, like when I was riding a scooter and like seeing BMXs do tricks, or if I when I started trying scooter tricks on a BMX, it was funny because they were like people just didn't want to do it because it was a scooter trick, and it's like uh. that was the, that was what was kind of like stopping them. They, they like put up their own barrier their own barrier saying like, Oh, we don't do that. Cause that's a scooter trick. Like, Oh, you don't, you can't do that. It's a scooter trick. It's like a bright flip on a BMX or an inward or a whatever, like a nothing, nothing front bike flip, which is like winning the Olympics now. Like literally yeah. the trick, the nothing front bike flip, which was like, we got created on a scooter. And then I did on BMX after I did it on a scooter. Like it became, and that, that now that's winning an Olympic gold medal at the Olympics on BMX. So that, that was a scooter trick to start with yeah 100 percent. i mean it's not it's not it isn't it's any mm -hmm. trick like obviously it's anyone if you could do it on a motorbike i could i've done it on a mountain bike now so it's like is it a, it's <laughs> it's everything trick whatever you can do it on it's a trick but yeah, yeah. It, it originated from scootering yes okay so let's let's go into the scootering part so you you were saying you're about 12 and you you mm -hmm. got a pair of shoes and you got you yeah. got a scooter and so like you transitioned over, is that because that was the kind of popular thing that like, everyone was doing it, your mates were doing it, you kind of wanted to join in with them or? Yeah, it was how... more so that I'm more, the most of my, fr most of my friends were either scooter rider or a BMX rider. And at the time, obviously I didn't have a, I didn't have a BMX bike and a BMX bike costs a lot of money. So it was like, mm. I, uh, I just got a scooter because it was like, I think they were like $30 or something from Kmart. They would break a lot, but. They were like at a cheap store and you, I, I was not that big. So what I would do is I'd buy like the $40 scooter and then I'd put like a, I'd put reinforcing in it. So it'd last me like at least three months or so. And then oh, yeah, pretty much I got into it because the majority of my friends are doing it. And I felt like, like I was at, I could, I could even just borrowing their scooter. I was getting to a level where I was learning with them. So when I bought mm. a scooter, it was just kind of like, I was already at the level that I could, be with my friends and like be at the same level. I wasn't trying to catch up or anything. So yeah. I just jumped straight on scooter. And then I think it was like only a year in of me riding scooters. I ended up buying a bike and then I just brought both to the skate park, but predominantly did scooters because that was where I was really progressing the most at. Sorry, I'm just making a note there. So do you remember the first scooter you bought? Was it like one of them razor ones? 
No, I didn't actually have a razor. I had it was called a Mad Gear, and it's funny because they're a big gear. company now. And, yeah, they're a big company now in scootering, and like I was sponsored by them for maybe eight or ten, like eight years at least, I think, um, until I made my own signature scooter and own brand. But um, mm. yeah, it was just a forty dollar Mad Gear scooter, and yeah, I probably rode that thing for like like the cheap one for about two or three years before they started making one that didn't fold was it was yeah yeah that was it because what i remember because i did have a scooter but i was not doing it like in a cool way i was just cruising around my street and it was like a plastic thing and they folded that was that was it mm. so was were these ones made of metal or was it like still plastic no nah, it was all it was metal it was metal but they just folded so you'd have to like go to bunning oh you'd have to go to a hardware store and buy like three bolts to like make sure it didn't fold why why is it. folding a bad thing um because you, you can't like you can imagine if it folds then it has weak points and it's going to snap on like if, if it's able to fold then there's only like three points that are like where there would be tension where it could break you know it's not oh, like yeah. a solid piece there's so many different places where it can crack and break yeah that's yeah. why you don't want to fold and so okay so you're yeah this is what 12 you, you've got into it so this is 2000 so eight or nine sort of late 2000s yeah, I could even um, I fucking I have like a, let me I have a I have a like a super old YouTube video, yeah. It's called Calandra Minivid, I think it's called. Okay. And cool. it's like one of my first. It's one <clears throat> the video that I uploaded off my mate's internet, and I made it on um, it was fourteen years ago. Here it is. If you type in Calandra Minivid, it'll come up. Fourteen years ago. <laughs> How do I spell Calandra? C A L O U N D R A. Minivid. Mini-vid. like one word uh, mini vid as in m-i-n-i-v-i-d scoot kid one two three is the, <laughs> is the <name. laughs> scoot kid one two three that's amazing what a name was that your first like youtube channel it's literally my first uh, no that was my mate's youtube channel but i didn't have youtube the oh time. there we go calandra mini mini vid damn do people yeah. know about this video is it just I mean, it hasn't not... been watched very many 12k views, so it hasn't been. Damn, what a little gem! So, this is 2007. God, you're tiny, man. That's crazy. Damn, you were busting. <laughs> what this is 2000. So, I, yeah, this is the thing, right? Scooter is at one of the probably the only extreme sport that I really know, like, honestly, so little about. Like, I, yeah. I and it, it's weird because it's also like the probably the biggest, and yeah. um like honestly when it comes to names i pretty much know you and there was like one guy i recently followed i think he's a british dude um mm-hmm. like, Clark, jamie hull terry price it might be it might be the hot yeah jamie hull, jamie maybe. hull. Yeah. and so it's like this whole thing this whole massive sport that i would argue that a lot of people like in my world and in like skateboard probably don't know much about so was yeah. it big when you got into it was it kind of it was like, cause I'm almost trying to hear what the trajectory of scooting was. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty big I, in Australia at the time. It was the most, like you, you would probably have mostly scooter kids, but not by much. When I first started, it wasn't like, it wasn't huge, but it was just take about to take off. It was just about to take off when I started getting into it. Hmm. There was like at least eight scooter kids at the skate park every day. It was like oh, that much. Okay. And then, and then, and then two or three years later, it was like, there was 15 every day. 
you know damn so in that sort of early or late 20 2000s so like mm-hmm. before 2010 that was where it kind of really blew up was it or started to yeah it was really starting to blow up like that was when i don't know you'd have to let me look at this video there's this video called terry price double backflip video and i remember that was like the one video that like that was when people started to go holy shit like scooter kids can do double backflips yeah yeah because beforehand like I, I just I still even think now like it's only just starting to really get respected and so I've never known the um the levels that it's at so this yeah. so this Terry Price video is this what would you say this is one of the first like legit videos someone's actually busting like doing some cool shit yeah yeah and there was like there was a handful of guys that really stood out and Terry Price was definitely like he was the first one to do the, the first flare the first double backflip he was like the first guy to make a really big mini video where it was like he saved up for like half a year or a year or something and dropped it and that was like really impressive because when i was just starting that was like i don't know i would have just dropped it i would have filmed for like a week and then put it out but so you yeah, had terry really... price can you think of any other names from that sort of era like maybe your early inspirations yeah my early inspiration um his name was cody donovan he was one of the first australian riders and his name's felt weird. It's C-O-E-D-I-E. C-O-E-D-I-E. Cody Donovan. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so he was like an early OG. Did you ever meet this yeah, dude? Or was this just was someone? Sh- yeah, yeah. Eventually I got on the same team as him. Um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and we got sponsored on the same team. So What was that team? Is that MGP? The, yeah, the MGP team, yeah. Okay, MGP. So that... It's probably quite an interesting, I guess, segue. So you, you've you've been rolling, uh, you've been scooting a few years now, and then you yeah. get sponsored. Like, is that quite early on, or is when sort of what time did you start going professionally into it? Let me. Um, it's good to use a YouTube. It's a good reference because even I don't know the years. But um, yeah, in it, it's it's kind of a lucky little uh, timeline you you've made for yourself from YouTube vids. Yeah, exactly. Um. Oh man. Okay, so twelve years ago, that was my one of my first ones. Damn, these guys are fucking sick, man. This was ten odd years ago. Yeah, here we go. Um, if you type in Ryan Williams Mad Gear Pro video, so Ryan Williams, and then one word put M A D D G E A R P R O video yeah. on my channel. Is this yeah 12 years ago so 2009 like, yeah that was that was when i first got on and this, the craziest thing was so this was just they were just a kmart scooter so they were like the really cheap scooter but they they delved in they seen what was happening like in the scooter freestyle and they were like all right we're going to make a team and make a legitimate scooter that like doesn't fold and because i was one of the person people that didn't ride a razor pro because that was what everyone rode was the razor pros you know that's why everyone calls it the razor like they're like oh you ride a razor but yeah, um, yeah. i was like one of the only dudes that didn't run the razor pro because i didn't yeah, like yeah. it and i got on mad gear and i was like so stoked because i was like i think i was i was actually the first person to ever get on mgp and it was like the first that were the first um scooter brand to like get a team and then send them to america and i happened to be on the team that got to send to you America. you must have been like just smug your friends probably like i'm guessing clowned you for not having a razor and then you're like eh, i made the right call it's like being in bitcoin yeah. earlier it's like you you were the original <laughs> you saw yeah. you saw the future 
but well, you, I just, just loved it. One. I just, yeah, yeah. I just loved the the scooter. So I just kept riding it, even though they broke so much. I would just like reinforce it, but it turned out good because I ended up getting on that team, and then from there, I just basically. Yeah, I'm here now. Do you remember that? Would you say that was kind of like a golden eerie moment, like where it was everything was starting to get legit and people like these companies are starting to make proper scooters? Would you say that's kind of like a golden era in the in scootering? Yeah, hundred percent. If you watch, like this, it, it it was it's even crazy. Like it it was the craziest I think at the time because we would do we would do like a skate park tour. It was called East Coast Tour, and mm. if you search if you search MGP East Coast Tour video I'm gonna mgp east coast tour video i'll tell MGP. you which one. yeah MGP east coast tour. and bro we would stop at each skate park and there would be a hundred kids at every skate park on like every day it was it was no so way. wild no way i want to find i think MGP it might be australian number... east coast yeah go to the first one and mm. then I'll tell you what to go to, what time to go to. Go to... It's got Cody Donovan. Go to about five minutes. Go to about five minutes okay. on the clip, on the MGP Australia East Coast Tour, the number one one. And if you go to five minutes, like, he does this trick and... Oh, no, that wasn't it. Damn it. Sorry about that. He does the trick on that wall. Oh, here we mm. go. Here we go. Here we go. Go to eight minutes. Okay. Um, eight minutes, 15 seconds. Eight minutes fifty. Eight minutes fifty. Right. Yeah, and then watch how so many he's... fucking watch how many fucking kids are at this skate park. <laughs> it's oh, so minutes. fucked up. Eight minutes. Oh, I'm hoping I got the right. He, uh, he's in a park at the moment, like an outdoor park. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> oh my god. And they're like throwing out stickers or something. Yeah, and it was like That's that at every stop we went to. Like, it was so fucking nuts. And then it was even crazier when we went to the UK and did a tour. Like, the UK was... That's another one that's like a crazy... crazy. But that moment. must have been wild, man. So you were like... You were pretty young, I'm guessing. Like 15? Yeah, well, if I was... I mean, when I first got on, what did we figure out? It was... So 10, 10 years ago, so, you know, minus 22 or something. Oh, God, I'm fucking yeah, 16. <laughs> 16 so you're 16 you've just been signed to this like scooter thing and this is an era where this is kind of a new thing and then all of a sudden you're going to jams and there's like 100 kids that must have yeah. been wild like that must have been mad yeah it was crazy but it, it was just like cool because i mean i was just a kid so it was just it was just enjoying what i love doing like do, getting to do it like getting I don't know even know if I was getting paid that much. I was just like getting stuff, getting to go around and go skate parks for free. It was just yeah. insane. But that's yeah. all you need. Like, when you're that age, you don't need yeah, a, yeah, a exactly. wage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You just need people to kind of like harvest your talent and like get you to be as good as you can be. So do you remember when like maybe you met someone like Cody Donovan? Like, do you remember mm -hmm. that meeting? The first time you met, met him? Um, I wouldn't even, I think I... He's a bit of a weird guy, but I remember meeting him and being like, holy crap, like, this is Cody Donovan. It was just like when I meet, met Travis at the first time, you know, I was like, holy, this is a guy that I watch on, this is like, I would have his videos on my iPod, you know, I'd watch him. Yeah, like, yeah. Get, so I did get stoked. And then to ride with him, like, obviously he was pretty young too. He was, he's a little bit older than me though. I think he's like five years older than me or something, four years older than me. So he yeah. was like, 
an older rider, especially when you're that young, when you're 16 and someone's 20, it's like, they seem so much older than you. It's so, so different. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. It was just sick to ride with him. And he was a nice guy. And did you have anyone that you met? Like, I guess along the way. So when I think about parkour, which is my background, there's often you have like, pro, I guess, pros that have like that one friend or that couple of friends that are like mm. the people that push them. Did you have anyone that was like, without that person you probably wouldn't have got to the level like through inspiration and just pushing and encouragement um i uh, like van which type which point you reckon or i'd be interested to hear maybe like an early one and then maybe when you started getting like pro pro like mm. well so early cool. one an early one was my mate harley allen he actually rides my land with me now he he oh, used wow. to race bmx so i used to race bmx even before well when i was rollerblading because my mum my mum was like, I think first in Queensland for racing BMX when what? she was like real young. And then she started again when I raced BMX, but it was, it was just when I rollerbladed for about two or three years, I did it. And I would race with Harley and he rode a scooter as well. And he would like, we would be like rivals, you know, that was when I yeah, first yeah. started that. This is like when I was like maybe 360 in the spine. I remember one day he, maybe i he 360 the spine and then i was like no nah, i'm not leaving till i 360 the spine you know so that was yeah, like the yeah. early one. but then after that it was kind of like the whole mgp team we were like it was cool because we were the first and only australian team so like we we always or almost felt like pressure to like just keep progressing and like represent australia because mm. people in europe and america mainly america they've been riding scooters a lot longer than um australia so hmm. we, it was kind of like we had a way different style to America and we were like bridging at the start. They were like really good. Right. And we we're like bridging the gap and we ended up getting like better. And oh, wow. uh, but, yeah, but nowadays it's kind of like even everywhere. But back then we were like kind of like outlaws. Like we were doing tricks at, I don't know. We were like doing the big banger tricks. Whereas they were like, I don't know. They would keep it like pretty clean and consistent. Whereas Australia was like, you would get like the world first or like the crazy yeah, yeah. tricks. And that was kind was, of like where I got my style for, for riding scooters. Cause I always just wanted to do like the new trick, the big hucks and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. who were like, who were like the, the UK and the American guys that were like good back in the day or, or maybe the teams. Cause it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, cause what I want to do basically is do a bit of like a life story on you. And it'd be interesting to sort of see, what rollerblading was like before i keep saying rollerblading because right. <laughs> i've been making so many rollerblading videos though. um what scooting yeah. was like before and then because i think you've had a massive impact on it it'd be interesting to kind of mm. paint that so what were some of the earlier scenes like across yeah the so um well you had like in in the uk you had like terry price he was okay, like he UK. was like before me though he was like he was doing the world's first flare like when i first started so mm. before i even knew what a flare was he was doing a flare and then um in america it was like a guy named raymond warner he still rides now he's like 30 years old he was a guy that i remember um trying to think of the scene a good video to look at would be like well the first time we ever came well, the first time we ever went to america it was like the first team to go overseas to compete it was mm. um I think it was called SD4. SD4 Scooter Competition. Let me see. Yeah, now the SD now 
the SD is like huge, but SD for scooter competition. Oh, it won't come up for me. It's too old, but. So this was like the first time to go be be taken abroad and the first com- like people to do that actually first company to like get it to, to pay for a team to fly overseas to do a competition here damn so you've really seen the fucking sport evolve 100%. from literally yeah from literally like when you started having to make sure your scooter didn't fold in half and then now there's like competitive circuits and that's yeah. that's mad to witness that and be at the forefront of it yeah it's been it's been crazy and that's why it's like scooter like basically gave me my life so it's like that's why i'm just not afraid to be like yep i am a scooter kid even though i'm 27 years old <laughs> yeah yeah hell yeah no i rate that i think there's almost like something cool in doing the thing that people have like negative opinions on i think it's sort of like you know it's like harnessing that energy and that's clearly like so i remember when i was listening to some of your interviews it was like you almost thrived off of that slight yeah. negativity from it yeah because it was like okay, you like, you think it's lame, but then, well, I'll just try to be, I'll, I'll just be so good at it that you don't think it's lame anymore. And like, I could, mm. I, I could see it happening when I would progress less and less people would be like, well, more and more people would be like, whoa, that is actually so sick. Mm. And like, when you see that happening, you're like, it just made me go, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it. And like, even though I'd keep getting grief, I'd be like, well, let's go. What can we do next? Let's go. Yeah. yeah. What were, what was some of like, what was that kind of grief like like was it was it frequent like was it going to the skate park and having skateboarders be pissed at you and shit was it online like yeah it was just everywhere it was like at the at the skate park it wasn't too bad because like the skate park wasn't too bad because we like it was so many of us that it was like you could you wouldn't you couldn't be like that because <laughs> there's <it was laughs> yeah. so many scooter kids. But um, yeah, I guess on the online and it's just like, what are you even doing? People would just be like, why are you doing it? Like, you're not going to get anywhere. You mm. Like, this isn't something that you can do. Like, And I'm like, I'm like so young that I didn't care. I was like, I don't, I'm doing it for fun. So it's like, it doesn't matter what you say, yeah. like thinking that I'm not going to get anywhere. Well, I'm just doing it for fun. So it doesn't even matter if I get anywhere. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was... It was it wasn't too bad, but I think that, that I reached a point actually at the skate park where, because I was doing so well, um, and like getting these opportunities that I ended up getting like, if he, people got like a bit jealous and were like putting me down, and the, if someone was nice to me, they would be like sucking up to me, like they would they would tease uh. that person for sucking up to me because I'm the guy that gets a free scooter and gets to travel. Mm. So then it, I, I, there was like a good period of my life for a year or two that I like would just ride my headphones in and just like be by myself and just progress by myself. Did that, that did was, you dislike that? Because like, you know, for me, I guess, rollerblading and parkour, it's quite a social thing. You're almost mm. being like, your success is almost like for a time by the sounds of it, had to make you go a bit inward. Did you dislike that? Yeah, I did. I, I hate, I mean, I hated it, but it almost was good for me because then I just, I found a new place myself that i could just go to and like be happy and not need anyone to be like you know props it up you know i could just mm. i would literally just put headphones in and be like oh this would be a sick trick to do oh i try it a hundred times finally land it and then i'd be stoked in my own self like my own mind so it was like kind of a place where i'm stoked that i got to do it but i i didn't like it at all but yeah it's yeah like uh yeah like uh 
on yeah it's one of the things like you know sometimes shitty things in life generally you come out of it and if you use it as an energy you mm. can come out of it a lot better but in that period it kind of sucks like 100 yeah, yeah did did you get yeah was it like kind of it must have been a bit weird then because it's almost it, I, I think this happens a lot like people see successful people particularly like big personalities and like mm. you know quote-unquote famous people and they think that's a challenge-free existence but in reality it can be quite lonely in a way because you yeah you're, you're sort of now you know when you go to a skate park everyone there probably knows who you are and there'll be kids there looking at you and that's just unusual for someone that probably yeah. just likes fucking around and having fun did, yeah. did that ever play on your mind a bit um just I, I mean a little like i don't know it was all right i always i always knew that like people expected because when, when you put up stuff on the internet like you put up your best stuff you know you don't put up the crashes you don't put up how many times it took you and i never mm. used to do that that like back in the day i would just post my best stuff and not the crashes whereas now i try to like post a lot of like everything just so people know that like i'm not just landing these tricks first try but back then they like would see the videos and like expect that you're going to do that and then if you didn't <laughs> if you didn't do it they'd be like oh what's going on and I, I would always put pressure on myself which is sometimes good sometimes bad but mm. it was fine it was fine i think it's even i think it annoys me more now because kids are like they're like expect you to to be to do something like oh man i like yeah yeah i usually get i usually get paid to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 not trying to put your life on the line just to exactly. press, press some 30 year old kid exactly <laughs> uh, it's interesting because well, why i ask is because i find it really interesting when you have these like elite sports people that do these things that literally you are putting your life on the line at some point i always find it just so fascinating like what inspires that like what gives a person that kind of drive and so i'm trying to get to that with you and it does seem like there's a part of it that almost is that kind of um the attitudes towards scootering and that kind of like thing that people had like proving people wrong in a way would you say that's mm. true i don't want to try and put words in your mouth but you say it's a bit of that that pushes you or what what would you yeah think? i think that i think that i was just so stoked on scootering like scootering made me so happy that i just wanted to do my absolute best to shine scootering in the best possible light that i could as much as i could as far as i could take it i just wanted to do that and i still want to do that because scootering just i just feel like it gave me so much happiness that that other people could tap into if they like if they really wanted to and then i think that maybe sometimes people get pushed out of it because they do get, they do get grief or something like people do get teased for riding scooters. So I was like, well, the harder I push, the better I do, the less people that might decide to give someone grief for riding a scooter, then the happier they can be. Or like even someone new might find the sport just because they don't yeah, mind. Yeah. Like, you know, that was kind of like my mindset. And that's why I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And so I still push and push today because like, I see, I see everyone's mind changing and I, cause I know it's, I know it's working. Cause like, look where scootering is now. Mm. It's like, you know, we have like a world championship. We have, I, every pro I meet at X games, even though I, they know I ride a scooter and I bring my scooter into X games, even though our scootering isn't in it. And then mm. no one, no one that's like a pro is mean to me at all. No one that is a pro is ever talks down on me. It's only like the people that, art pros and haven't made yeah. it or feel like they, they need to take away from someone to build themselves up that's the only people that really do it but people like 
like scooter, like a scooter kid wouldn't know that they would just expect mm. they would just think that so that's why i always like try to change the normal people's minds that was always like my goal was to captivate the normal audience and trying to bend their opinion well it is it's interesting because you were kind of saying like scootering and it's the same for a lot of these like action sports is that they give you so much like they, they teach you so much and it, it's mm. so funny because often like and I'd, it'd be interesting to find out what your parents were like but often parents or teachers and stuff luckily mine weren't so like this but i see it a lot where they they think what you're doing is fucking around wasting time dangerous mm. but then in reality like you can become very you can become successful even if it's you don't end up being like a pro bmx or a pro scooter yeah. the shit you learn from it is like invaluable and I see a lot of people in the parkour world that have gone on to be successful in different things because they've had this like grind and like war that they're only doing really for themselves. And that's like a mm -hmm. massive fucking thing, dude. Yeah, it's true. I don't really think, I can't really think of like stuff. I mean, all I do really is action sports, but it's like, what is the equivalent of trying a trick for six hours and not landing it and then coming back and trying again? Like, I don't know what the equivalent of that is in outside of, action sports but there probably no. is obviously but it's like but i just can't i can't think of like a similar equivalent and doing that to yourself is like a weird mind game that you mm. go through and i think it does help you with everything because yeah. it's like if you fail it's if you fail at something that you're like if you're trying to do a job or something trying to learn something and you fail at it like if you hadn't gone through so much in action sports and failing and failing and failing and then finally landing it then maybe you would give up quicker yeah yeah I think that's the key personality thing I noticed that's different in people who do extreme sports is their attitude towards failure is a bit different. Cause um, like I know people that, you know, that they won't risk something in their career or I don't know, like they won't risk stuff. And whereas mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, I've seen what the worst can be is just me really hitting myself hard on concrete. So that sucks. But yeah. you know, the best that it can be is this fucking amazing feeling of achievement. And like, you know, mm -hmm. you go through that process. You also learn the process of it, which is the trial and error. There's, there's steps because I think a lot of people look at like, you know, say they want to be a high position in a company. They see that and then they see where they are. And then that's a massive mm -hmm. gap, but we've kind of conditioned ourselves like the steps between it. And I think yeah. that's invaluable. It's sick that you want to spread that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. So it'd be cool to kind of, yeah, like know your like personal story. So I don't know how like open you want to be about your family and stuff, just like how you grew up and all that, but it'd be nice to kind of hear it. Cause I think that's, again, people can kind of, this is the thing that like, people kind of, um, when they see these stories of like, you know, I did mm -hmm. one on Dom, it's nice knowing where they came from and they can see themselves in it. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. Like maybe how you grew up, where you grew up as, australia but maybe a bit of background or something like that yeah okay um so i grew up i was born in uh wodonga in victoria it's called and um i know i kind of lived there it was my mom and dad they were together at, that, at the start and then i th think they would have broken up when i was in like grade one or preschool and then i moved states so i moved up to with my mum's mum my nan in Queensland where I live right now. So the Sunshine Coast, we moved up there when I was, yeah, it would have been grade one or so. Mm. And then um, I moved out, we moved around a little bit, like for maybe two, two or three years because my mum got a boyfriend. But for me, once I, once I was rollerblading and stuff, I like, I didn't even mind that my parents split up because what I, I was like, 
oh cool i get to ride different skate parks on the holidays because i go see my dad you know and he would there was like six skate parks around him there was like one of the first indoors and he took me there like so I was like, oh, this is rad, even though my... And where was your dad, sorry? Where was he based? So he was um, he li- he was living in Victoria. So it was like, yeah, Sydney and Melbourne. But um, um, so I'd like fly down and, and ride those those skate parks. And then, um, yeah, pretty much from grade four, I was... My mum lived and stayed in the Sunshine Coast. And then I've stayed here ever since. But I don't know, my childhood in, in school i did pretty good and i was doing like good in primary school i got an entrepreneur which is like most likely to succeed which is kind of funny i got that and they saw, they saw it <laughs> and then uh yeah it was funny in high school like i was a nerd so really? i would like but i was obviously writing and i did i was doing i did nitro circus for my last year so in grade 12 i was doing i was doing nitro circus on the weekends so i'd finish school friday fly to do a nitro circus show and then come back on monday without oh, having and my, my homework wouldn't have been none but so you when were you on nitro circus because i thought that was, I was a 17 later. years old when i was 17 years old i got on nitro circus so you were literally doing school and then flying to america it was in america was it in america no it was in australia it was australia and when i yeah but flying there and then doing that, doing show, that and then flying back and you were saying you were a geeky kid whilst this yeah i was nerd i did i went to the computers at lunch you're one of them, bro. I was the same. <laughs> I used to yeah. sit there and just fucking play like dubstep with my friends and like us. Oh, yeah. So you, you were doing that, flying, doing night circus. So can you kind of tell me how the night circus thing come about? Okay. So I got an invite to Nitro Circus through a company called Scooter Hut. And there's still a huge um, shop called Scooter Hut. And uh, what they did, they were paying Nitro Circus to have a stall like out the front. So they didn't sell anything. It was just like kind of like a show. They just show off what they have. Market like, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, who knows what they paid Nitro Circus to do that for each show. And then Nitro, so Nitro Circus had um, already had one scooter rider and his name was Andrew Bassard. They called him Scoots. And he's actually mm-hmm. the owner of Proto Scooters. So he was like, He's like a super OG scooter rider from America. And he owned one of the first like off brand, off scooter brands, like the aftermarket parts called Proto. And um, so he was on there and he was doing like backflips and he front flipped no handed sometimes. And like, he would try to do a flip cliffhanger. He was like a real old school kind of guy. He was like, I think it was pretty old when he was in it. When mm. he was like, when I, so I was 17, obviously. So I was young. And he was like, must have been late twenties or twenty something, and he just was like, he was good. Like everyone loved him on tour, but he just wasn't like, he wasn't doing double flips or anything like that. So they were right. like, oh, let's get three. We want three. They say went to Scooter Hut. They said we want three riders um, to come try out to see if they're what they can do, like on this forty foot ramp. And I was the first person they thought of. And then the next two were like their riders. So I wasn't even sponsored by the scooter shop. They just. They just huh. were like, oh, yeah, we know who will throw down because I've I already posted like some of my videos, my web edit one and stuff, and like posted really good web edit videos that I saved up and was doing world first tricks in. So they were like, yeah, let's give this guy a go. Hmm. I'm 17 years old, and this ramp's friggin' four times bigger than anything I've ever ridden. And <laughs> so you've never you've never hit a mega ramp at this point no nothing even close like the closest was like maybe like a half pipe like 18 foot drop in whatever i'm sorry one minute so you've you're literally doing a tryout 
you're basically doing an audition and you're dropping into a mega ramp first time. Hundred percent, because they're they've already been doing the tour a year or two, so they they're not they don't have practice ramps or anything. So they were basically like, "Yep, sign this waiver. Here's the forty foot. Here's a fifty <laughs> foot roll into a forty foot jump. Hopefully, you can make it." And yeah, it was it was insane. I remember they were like, "Oh, you don't want to straight jump it as well. Like you can't straight. You got to flip it first. Like that's the best way to do it." Which I know is the truth now, but. It was like, I remember my mate, Max Peters, he dropped in first and he over-rotated a front flip, like without, didn't even touch his feet. He over-rotated all the way to his arm and like injured himself and couldn't even ride anymore. Oh, Jesus. And then I was next and I dropped in and over-rotated, but just not as much. And then second jump, I front handed it. And then um, like from there, I was like, oh, these tricks are going to work. And I was like, oh, I want to do a world's first because like, obviously I don't know, I'm not, there's tricks that I can do on this ramp that I, you can't do anywhere else. So I was like, I want to do the world's first double front flip. And I remember in practice, like everyone's watching. I'm this 17 year old kid. I'm just like, so just energized. I huck a double front flip. And I think like, I just like kind of landed on my feet on the first one. And then they're like, do it again, do it again. And it was about to start raining. I huck another one. And I landed like one foot. And cause it was wet, I like slipped over. And they were like, all right, sweet. You're in the show like because I was hucking it and like because I proved I could do some tricks they're like all right we want you in the show like to, you can try it Jesus in the show. man what a story yeah. <laughs> you did yeah, a world dude. first and double front on scooter in an audition on a ramp you just learned how to drop in on well no I cr- well I, I nearly did it so two yeah. tries I crashed in practice but then they're like yeah we want you to do it in the show and then in the show I landed it yeah yeah that's so then, insane is that clip yeah. is that clip like somewhere on the internet yeah yeah you can type in um i know that someone put it up it's like if you just type in ryan williams double front flip let me see if it comes up I that. that's a ridiculous story well it's right now so no there it is it's on my channel actually dude i'm on the smallest scooter ever First ever double front 360. It's not that, no. no, no, double, no. Oh, Ryan Williams double front flip. Is it that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. So you had three other people. It was you, <clears throat> Max Peters. You remember the other guy? Yeah, the other guy's name was Mitch Baldry. Mitch Baldry. Did those guys get on as well or no? So Max hurt, him, hurt himself, so he didn't get. they didn't put him in. And then Mitch Baldry, I think they did for a little bit. And he ended up trying the first ever triple backflip on Scooter, but he didn't land it. Holy but. shit. So, so that's, yeah, that's kind of interesting. So you're doing, because you've done competitions at this point. I mean, you've, you've, you've yeah. competed in like Scooter comps, but this is different because you're now like performing. Did you, yeah. how did you take to that? Did you enjoy doing that better? Or, or yeah, like I love that way more. I love it way more right. because it was more like my style of riding. Like I never really liked competitions, but <coughs> I did pretty well in them. But mm. I never liked, I never liked them because of the. I like a jam. I always love a jam because it felt like more of just riding, whereas competition always felt like, like a, like it was working. Like it was almost like felt more yeah. like a job. Mm. It felt more. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it because it was like too serious. Like I didn't get, I didn't get more than one attempt to land a trick. And like, for me, mm. it was always about trial and error. Like for me, I had never landed tricks first try. And that was like, but that was just how I, how it worked for me. I would, but I would not stop until I landed it. So it didn't really matter, but I was always like, wanted to do the, the hardest trick, 
but I wasn't going to get the first try. Yeah, yeah. So is that like um, on Night Circus, then you can go for different attempts? Is it like that? So you would like... Yeah, if you're, I think that yeah. it's different. A Night Circus is just one big jump. So it was kind of like at a skate park competition, it's kind of like you have to do like 30 tricks in, in one run. Mm, mm. So it was like a little bit different. It was like one big trick. So I would you try could like gas yourself up for it. You could like, yeah. But yeah, whereas, yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. Cause in a line, it's a bit like, it's a bit, yeah, I know what you mean. I've never competed in anything, so I don't mm. know for sure, but I can kind of tell what you mean. Cause it's like, you're trying to just nail this one trick is a bit different than doing a whole sequence whilst mm. you're being watched. It's a bit different, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and you always like, if you don't want to con, if you don't want to like a run like that, you're always holding, you're actually holding back a little bit so that you can do the next trick. You know, you don't want to like, mm. You don't do all your best tricks in a row unless you're some sort of machine like Logan Martin or something, but mm. yeah. So what was uh, your competition history before that? And do you still compete? Because <laughs> I know you do like the X Games and stuff, but you still compete like right now. I suppose there hasn't really been many comps over the last Yeah, while. no, I would say that, I mean, I do, I, I do only comp, I, the only comps I do is, uh, yeah, Nitro World Games and X Games. Okay. And I would do, I would do comps that are like, I would do competitions that are more just three jumps or something or, or a dirt contest. I, I did dirt best trick, but yeah, just mainly best trick contests, I would okay. say. And the X Games so, is natural. What were some of your early, like if you can really remember, this is really reaching, but can you remember some of the early competitions that you were scooting in and like how you did in those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. Dude, this one's a crazy one. This is like one of the biggest moments in in scootering actually this is a really good uh a good topic um nice it was the first ever world championships for scootering so let me just say i say world champ i say world championships because they do that still now and it's like the craziest company competition every year because it's like the legit world championship so they, what they do is they have contests in the in europe they have contests in australia they have contests in the usa and you have to mm. win them to get points to go to the world championships Oh, sick. And so the first ever one, I was I was in that one, I was in it, and I qualified second in the finals, and I was <clears throat> we only got one run though. And I was mm. like, I was gonna seven I was seven I seven twenty the box in my qualifying run, and I wanted to ten eighty the box. And it was like either I do a seven twenty and I come second, or I try land a ten eighty and I win, and I tried the ten eighty and I crashed. But then there was Ooh. best trick. There was best trick. And I did the world's first double flare to wood. Like I did a double flare. At, and if you type in Ryan Williams double flare, type, oh, what have you typed in? I say world championship. Yeah. If you, if you type in Ryan Williams after that, you'll see the moment. And it's just, it's fucking. Yeah. So it's world nice. championships, Ryan Williams. If you go ISA world championships. And then just type Ryan Williams, it'll probably come up. Or yeah, type double flare. <laughs> Is it uh, and his double flare at ISA World Championships? Yeah. Okay, so I'm watching. You try that one. Is it by Jack Cooper? They've got Giz Maniac CZ. Oh, Is that it? one's that one's good too. That okay, be right. Oh yeah, I see the Jack Cooper one. Yeah, yeah. I watched. No, but the Giz Mania one might be better. I don't know. Right. Holy fuck, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that was that like, looks in, nuts. In my career, that was the moment like when I was like, oh, it doesn't matter if you don't win the contest. You just got to win like 
the people. Yeah. That was when I really, that was honestly when I learned that because the boss of Maggie was like, he was like, no one's like, can't take away from like the person that won, but it's like, people are going to remember who won the contest. They're going to remember the mm. double flare in best trick. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, to in, in the future, it's like, you know, you, you remember like certain moments and it's like, if you win the people, you still winning like that's that's what you yeah win. yeah and i always yeah. remember that and that's why i was always like whenever i was doing anything i was always thinking like oh what trick could i do like what certain tricks would i do that would captivate like the normal person like if a normal person see me do a double flare like that would like really they would like be like holy crap you know whereas if they see like a trick that might be just as hard but it's like just a lot of combos mm. you know it's like it doesn't capture the so you, you've kind of, you, yeah, you've touched on something there. So it's like that kind of appeal to the normie. <laughs> and um, I think this is where we probably have like a fair bit in common because I, my whole content style was aimed at just your average Joe, make it yeah. interesting for them, speak to people on their level. How, cause that's, it's interesting that you're both, you know, where you're at in terms of skill with the sport. And you're also quite aware of being able to communicate. Like you're very good at communicating your, uh, what you're into because you, i've met mm. loads of pro free runners that can't talk to cameras and shit so yeah is that something you were always into like content creating or was it just something you did along the way um at first it was just yeah it was just um i just i liked filming stuff and i liked putting it together and then i learned how to edit and i learned how to make videos and cut things together so it would match the music and but that was just when i was real young and like just that was just kind of like what I was into. I wanted to, you know, you do the trick, but then you want to create, you want to create something great out of the trick, you know, like you, you want to bring, like, especially when I was editing my big videos that I took like a year to film, you know, you really want to, like, if you, you're going to take a year to film something, you almost want to take a year to edit it, edit it, you know, you don't, mm, but like yeah. you want to put in that much effort to make it that good. So it was kind of like, I just learned how to do that side of things for YouTube and then speaking was just like i just had to do it so much that i just gradually learned how to get things across easier mm. i guess but yeah so you you do you still edit and do your thumbnails and stuff uh yeah so i have a filmer and editor but i recently i've been doing my own a few here and there but it's a lot easier if i get an editor to do it because he has more time to put in more effort but i find with mm. youtube days it's like I don't even care. You could put in heaps of effort and it's like, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you like put in mm -hmm. so much effort and you're so hyped on it and it'll just do terrible. And that takes so much away from you. So what I try to do now is just yeah. like, think about, will I be, am I happy with it? Will I be stoked to watch it back in a year? If I am, I'll just put it, you just do it. You put it yeah, out. Yeah, man. The YouTube game is kind of crazy and it's like really hard to gauge. Like I, I, I don't know, like extreme sports have had a bit of a turbulent one on, on, um, on, YouTube, like we all got, I don't know if it was the same actually for you guys, but parkour got like completely demonetized for a good no. while. Yeah. Did you guys have any problems with that? I mean, I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you, like I haven't been doing like recently, my stuff has been going real bad, but I just, I think it's just cause I'm not, the consistency wasn't, isn't there. It wasn't there for a while. And then once, once it, you, once you like don't post for like three months or something, then it's just like YouTube kind mm. of just forgets about you. 
Yeah, the algorithms. T- I also think the algorithms changed a little bit lately because I've noticed a lot of extreme sports channels are doing not as good a numbers. Even like Braille, Braille used to consistently kill it. And yeah. now their videos are kind of struggling. Like same for me, I've had videos that were like killing it and are now just kind of like leveling out quite, you know, it is weird. Yeah. I don't know quite what it is. I think it is something to do with extreme sports content, but I'm not sure. It's hard to know. Yeah, maybe like advertisers, certain they can't, they don't want to have like, it's just, I, th- I bet you it's just like, because we get dragged into like a, um, they kind of like have a broad stroke and they probably just paint us in with anything else. Like it's something that maybe is like, even though we're prof- if you're a professional and you're doing it, like they consider it just like, they can't tell that it's a professional doing it. So yeah. you just kind of get put under like, it's just dangerous kind of deal. It annoys me so much, man, because like, if you think, I don't know what's, how Scooter and really ranks in like, danger i suppose i suppose like the big stuff probably more dangerous but in terms of like sports and danger i mean like fucking formula one racing and shit is like so dangerous but yeah. i'm sure youtube has no problem with that <laughs> but then yeah. you get free runners we had all our shit demonetized for like three years and i there's maybe been one or two deaths in the whole sport in its history and it's kind of like uh, you know is that fair like it really aggravates me because yeah it, at yeah. some point it makes you get a bit like I don't know, like, you're doing all this content, like, why are we giving it a YouTube? Like, maybe at one point we need to make our own fucking things or, like, films and that. But, yeah. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Have you ever thought about doing, like, or have you done a really long-form piece? I know, like, Fabio Widmer has, like, a film. Alex Honnold in Rock Climbing has, like, Mm. a film. Have you ever thought about doing something really long-form? Um, not yet. I just feel like I have so much more to do. Mm. Really? I don't know, I just, yeah. (laughs) Can you do that much more? dude i've got some i got some trick. i just just this year i've done to my airbag i've done two tricks that oh like uh up probably my top three like to the airbag i've done them and like learned them and like i don't know like i never thought like if you asked me a year ago if i could do this trick i never would have i would have been like no you can't do this trick but like um i don't know if you've seen my trick where i jump and like I do it. It's called a nothing front scooter flip front flip. Like I jump off. I did it just at the end of the year. It was on my yeah. my Instagram. Um, is that way? So you've done like you do the throw the, the scooter around. Yeah, while I'm doing a front, front flip. Yeah, I, I do <laughs> yeah, on BMX. I, I do on BMX, Christ, and it works dude. on BMX. Oh, I haven't even fucking like probably the most important part is your transition to BMX. I haven't even touched on that. So you you were doing night circus. So it was like what seventeen? You're doing that. You get a contract yeah. for like a certain amount of years or something. Yeah, with Nitro, it was like I think back when I first started, it would have just been like tour of the tour. So you would just get a contract for the tour. Mm. It's funny. I'd probably get like I remember I did the loop with Bob Burnquist, and they paid me an extra two hundred dollars to do the loop. <laughs> I would up. never do the fucking loop for two hundred dollars now. The loop is so hard. And yeah, can I, I ask like, how much you were getting paid like in the early days? I've seen some stuff published online, but I'm just curious, maybe like because you're 17, it'd be quite yeah, yeah. I think it was like for you. Yeah, well, I think I was getting like five hundred dollars a show, and then it was like two fifty extra to do the loop, and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna take it when you're that age, you're not thinking, oh that's two fifty. And you know, they're flying an free, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. So like I was just like, that's sick. So over time you you were like, okay. Maybe I'm worth a bit more than 500 a show. Yeah. Uh, well, to be honest, they slowly raised it anyway, like without me even asking, because that's just how they rolled, because that's what everyone else was like. I'm still the, I'm the youngest on tour still. 
Hmm. And I was the youngest on tour since then. So they haven't really got any younger people other than they do have Kiefer now, but he isn't, I think he's just about to start. He's a skateboarder, little young skateboarder yeah, yeah. kid. But, but and yeah, that's I it. And the then I, I saw that they offered you like some big contract for a few years. Is, is that still underway? Yeah, that was like, moment? that was like, so that what that was, it was cool. It sounded really cool, but that's, it, they were like a million dollar contract over three years. But then it's like, that's before tax. Mm. And that's if we do all the shows. So we probably didn't, we like probably didn't do all the shows and yeah. Then you get taxed. So it was like good deal though for a scooter. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. But that was like, I was a bit old. I was a bit older in my career when they, they gave me that, but then now it's more than that. So. Yeah. That's sick. I won't pry, mm. but it sounds like you've done very well, man. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah. So you were, you were then somewhere in, in that mix. You, you got on a BMX. Is that is that about right? Yeah, so I I would ride. I had a BMX. At the, I would ride a BMX at the skate park, and like with my mates, I had my own BMX. So I knew I could ride BMX, but and I actually grabbed a bike a handful of times. You know, there might be a YouTube video of my first time hitting it on a bike. Actually, it was on my YouTube channel, but a far out. It'd be a long, long time ago. Mm. Ryan Williams, Nitro. So, no, you wouldn't be able to find it because Nitro Circus BMX is going to come up with so many things. Mm. How far is back is it on your channel? channel? It's on my channel, so you'd have to go back like, oh, oldest. Cool. If you start from the oldest, well, have you done that? Have you gone to my oldest videos? I've seen like two or three of your really early ones, but I've not There's done one the where full I backflip. I backflipped these fucking dirt jumps that are about four foot high on a BMX bike. <laughs> so I could ride trying- a BMX. I could yeah. ride a BMX, but I just never rode like the mega ramp until just after getting on. Here we go. I'm gonna. I'm about to find this video. I see one. Oh no, this is triple front flip on BMX. Fucking hell, dude. That was so hard. Oh, here we go. Ryan Williams on BMX at Nitro Circus Live. I don't know if I can. Uh, I'm just gonna email it to you because. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just like a bunch it, of links and stuff. It'll be hard to find. Um, I've taken most of the ones you've given up me now. I've kind of like taken a note. Um, so yeah, well, you've always kind of been on a BMX, but you you did someone at Night Circus where they're like, dude, you should try BMX. Yeah, and uh, the, well, they knew I could ride a BMX, and. Um... And they would give me the funniest thing. It was in the show when I first started on Nitro Circus. So when I was first doing the shows in Scooter, they would say, up next, we want them out of our skate parks, but here they are on the ramp. Let's see if we can make them crash. And then I would drop in. (laughs) I'm serious. That's what they would say before me and Chris Haffey dropped in. And so Chris Haffey's a rollerblader. So they would like give a shit. It's called the contraption segment. Mm -hmm. And... um, it was like a gimmick, like, but then we would go, I would drop in and do like a world's first or something crazy that you couldn't do on BMX. Um, and then eventually they're like, Oh, like I was doing tricks that no, they'd never done on BMX. And then they were saying, Oh, you can only do them because they're on a scooter. And I was like, dude, some of these tricks, um, will work on a BMX bike. Cause I knew, cause I wrote, like I, I rode a BMX at the skate park. I knew mm-hmm. that like that there's a good chance that, these would work you know on, mm. a, on a bike but i didn't have like a good bike and tour and i remember my first one of my first ones i was at travis pastrana's house let's see if i can find it pastrana and 
competition. This was my first attempt at a like a world's first trick at um at Travis Estrana's. This can't be it. Going big on the big air. That's only four years ago. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. But either way, I, I I'll um I do have old footage of my my first ever my first world first on BMX as a front flip inward bri flip. So it was a hundred percent like a scooter trick. It was like the most scooter trick trick you could even think of. And it was done on BMX. And so what was the response from the BMX guys uh, that, that were there? Well, they, it was like, I don't know. I want to, I want to try to find the video because it was like, the trick is hard for me to do today. Like, it's funny yeah. that that was the one that I decided to do because even today, that trick would be so hard for me to land. Hmm. I'll see if I can just type it in. Ryan Williams from Flipmanwood BMX. Um, but they like the guys on tour. They all were super respectful to me, so they were like, they're like, oh yeah, of course, of course he gets on a BMX and does that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, they respected you, but it was maybe the outer community community that were not as cool. Yeah, well, no, well, they, I don't know. I think by that point, I had, I had like established to a pretty good like people that in the bmx world like were like oh this guy's really good on scooter and they could see like what i was doing but then yeah some of them were like oh keep your scooter shit in the fucking scooter world or whatever <laughs> yeah i get a bit of a feeling that the bmx world has a bit of that because of all the videos i've made the one i made on bmx got like some negative feedback and i was like i think there is like quite an old school core head sort of attitude to bmx and it's maybe not all of it but you know it's probably there I think. the same it'd be the same in skateboarding like i know that beaver fleming the guy of nitro circus he he rides a certain way like and he rides a skate park better than i've ever seen any skateboarder ride a skate park but the mm. way he like wears a helmet he wears knee pads you know and he's doing yeah, like backflips yeah. you know and people just will rip on him but just because he's doing that like because he's not yeah, riding yeah. skateboard the normal way he gets ripped on but yeah, it was the same in the BMX world. And I think that, I think that was like a major thing in scootering that was um, like really good and why, why so many people did it and why so many people loved it was because we we're so young that we didn't even have, we didn't have like a civil conflict, you know? We didn't have inner conflict because mm. we already got cops so much from around us that it just made us stronger um, in our circle, you know, we didn't care if you rode a skate park. We didn't care if you rode a street. It was just like mm. you ride a scooter, you know, we're already mates now. It wasn't like in BMX. I feel like you got the street riders, you got the park riders, you got the dirt riders. It's like, it was like. Sorry, bro. Cut out there. You were saying um, in bike, you have the different style. You were sort of saying these are these guys. That's yeah. I was, I was just saying like, I feel like in scootering, there wasn't, like we weren't segregated at all and that was kind of like our power you know like that we could mm. that we're all just like together whereas in bmx it was like the street guys were the street guys park guys are park guys and that was like it was like separate you know yeah. but it was like together so i don't know and then when i when i did start riding bmx it was kind of like people were like oh this is like this isn't how you ride bmx this isn't this isn't how you do it and i was just like yeah all right, well, this is how I'm going to do it. 
That's sick. That's sick that you had the confidence, like, with that. Like, you didn't give a fuck. So you were doing, like, world's first in BMX. That's I was like... doing scooter tricks on BMX, and that was kind of like... But then there was tricks, like, I, I did a... I remember I was on tour and I was I did a 720 front flip and I was the first person to do it on scooter. And I was like, I could do this on bike. And I did it. Hmm. I remember Nitro Circus were like, no, don't do it. We don't want you to hurt yourself. Like we need you like for the show. So don't try it. And I'm like, I can do it. Let me do it. And they're hmm. like, no, you can't do it. And then I remember it, it was like the final train of this America tour in the USA. Ryan Sheckler was in the crowd as well. And huh. I, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking do this. And I took my mate's bike because I didn't have a bike on tour. I took my mate, Andrew Ahamada's bike and I seven fronted and I landed at first try. And, I, and then, and Ryan Sheckler no jumped way. the fence. Ryan Sheckler jumped the fence and ran up and was like, what the fuck was that? And I no was way. like, I was like looking at the, the guy, like the athlete manager. And I was like, I told you I'll fucking do it. I told you I'll <laughs> And yeah, and just so literally warm. like, I just kept taking scooter tricks to the BMX world. And that's kind of like how I progressed like mm. so quickly on BMX and like really did a lot of tricks because I didn't have that block where it was like, Oh, this is a scooter trick. I was just like, Oh, this is another trick that would work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. So then you went to like X games from that pretty quickly. When what was the first X games you did? Um, it actually took me a while to get on X games. I, I actually snuck into X because I, I really wanted to get on. Oh, I found the, um, oh no, that's drawn from it. Um, I actually had to, I, they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me compete because I hadn't made a video. And at the mm. time I was like so bummed about it, but I didn't realize that like for me to get an invite, you actually take someone else's invite. So it's like, mm. Because limited spots, invites, you know, mm, and I didn't mm, think about that. I just thought, oh, they they don't give me a chance because I'm a scooter kid or something. But it was because like you got to prove yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, I I yeah, snuck yeah. into X Games. Uh, I'm gonna try to find the video. X Games. X Games MGP. I'll send you the video. Here it is. I actually snuck in. So I went there with, cause they had a little scooter demo and they actually let us ride scooters on the park. We convinced them to let us ride it because we only had a three foot mini. It was just so dumb, but they let us ride the park for like a little bit. And then it was like the last day I knew, I knew cause I knew the BMX riders obviously. And I was like, they're like, yeah, just put your pads on and come in. And I ended up just putting my pads on and I dropped in and I seven fronted the, the mega ramp first jump. <laughs> fucking hell so th just is this like, minneapolis 2018 is that no no nah, nah, it was a uh, i just i just um emailed you nice i right. emailed you it's um this was six years ago so this was 2016 no 2018 wait let me just fucking click on it this was oh Oh, 2015, X Games 2015, Ryan Williams. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Williams and Matt. Yeah. Yeah. If you so if you go to the end, you'll see I snuck in and just seven fronted the ramp, just to like show. I was like, because they were like, oh, you can only do these tricks because they're to resi. Like that was the next thing. So it was like, oh, right. you can only do them because they're on scooter. Then the next thing was, you can only do them because they're on resi. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, is this the, the last clip? Yeah. If you go to the, the end. 
You see, I snuck in and did this just as like a fuck you. Oh my <laughs> days, man, that is insane. So yeah, that's okay. So they saw that. They saw that. They saw they must that. Have been like... And they still didn't let me in. They didn't. They still didn't send me an invite until 2018. So three years later, even though I literally was going to do the same run that won me um, my first X Games gold, mm. I was going to do it. I would have done it in 2015, but didn't get the invite till 2018. So that is such bullshit. <laughs> that's so ridiculous not really i had to i had to go and prove that i could do it so yeah. what i did I, was there was a mega ramp in melbourne called the mega ranch and mm-hmm. i ended up going out there and i filmed a video and as soon as i filmed a video they sent me an invite that's wild and then so then you win <coughs> sydney shanghai minneapolis it, like the next free and that what was it they called that it's like you, you just got three goals or some shit it was like a it was the first time anyone's ever done three in a row because That's for some reason, so five other people have done two in a row, but then lost mm-hmm. their, they always lost the third one. But I was the first one to do three in a row. Cause I, and I was like, I thought it was some sort of curse. <laughs> the curse of the three. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's mad. So you did that. And then that was like, did that push you into like the mainstream having done that? Cause I feel like your trajectory is probably, you were always quite well known in the sports, but you become this personality outside of them. Was that maybe around that time? I think that Nitro Nitro Circus was definitely like the 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 upkick in like when people started to recognize me a lot more. But I think that winning an X Games gold medal is like I think because it, what what happened was I did my the bike flip. Mm-hmm. I did the bike flip actually. My first my, so my first X Games was actually Minneapolis, two thousand eighteen maybe, mm-hmm. and I fractured my spine in practice, oh. and um. Cause I like aired to, I aired and came out and I landed like sitting down, fractured my spine, but they didn't know that I fractured my spine because they gave me an x-ray at, at the football, that the football like arena, they, mm. they're like that rich so that they have a fucking portable x-ray, but it doesn't <laughs> work that well. So they like x-rayed my back and they're like, Oh, we can't really see, but if it hurts, then come back in. And I was like, whatever, I'm not doing that. Cause I want to compete. Mm. Anyway, I go to my first extra games and I, I like crashed every run. I like landed my first one, but I didn't do really any tri- that much tricks. I just did uh, this nothing front bike flip mm. and I crashed. And this whole time I had a fractured spine. I didn't know. And so I went, hell. yeah, I went home after and I was like, oh, my back's still sore. Went to the hospital and they're like, yeah, your back's fractured. I was like, oh. Jeez, is that giving you grief since or have you recovered it? Nah, it, it recovered good. It wasn't okay. too bad. It was just like the side of my vertebrae. But anyway, but from that, I actually got on ESPN. I was like the top moments, like they're huge in America. So I did the front bike lift. And even though I didn't place, they still put that up and like getting mm. on that. I think that, that people started to notice me then. But yeah, once I won at X Games, I think that that, that definitely like, it definitely got more eyes on me in America. Mm. And that's where it kind of matters in the sort of media game, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we also so did the Nitro World Games, where which was pretty big, and I ended up. I one of the years I won BMX and scooter in the same year, so that was kind of like pretty crazy in a thing that I accomplished. I think. Yeah, yeah. What is your worst injury then? Because fractured spine to me sounds pretty pretty bad, but I don't know. You know, I've never had a surgery ever, ever. How the f- how how did how well, not even for know. the fractured spine. You didn't. It was nothing they did for that. No, 
No, but I have done too many. I think I've I like fractured my foot. I fractured my mm. foot. I broke my. I like fractured my ankle. I have uh, fractured my skull twice. Knocked my teeth out and separated both my shoulders. Oh, and broke my arm. But that was. And you didn't stairs. do any surgery for any of that. No surgeries. That's ever. hilarious. What the fuck, mm. dude? <laughs> well, fucking yeah. I mean, touch wood. That's that stays the same. But you're yeah. wanting to do crazier shit. You you still like because that's the interesting thing. Uh, twenty seven. I feel like between twenty seven and probably thirty five is maybe like your where you're going to physically peak somewhere in that. Yeah. Like um, when I spoke with Dom, he reckons like yeah, he's still got a good ten because he's probably a similar age. I think maybe a bit older. He's mm-hmm. like reckons until about 35 40 he's probably still going to be pushing himself as hard as he can is that your vision of where you're going with that you're going to keep pushing as hard as you can yeah i think so i have to yeah yeah i i can't stand like even even going to like my land today and like riding and if i don't land like a new if i don't learn something new i like him bummed hmm that's so interesting and that's always been the way has that been more so lately since you've been getting better and better right True. I don't know. I think it's, um, I don't know. It's kind of like, I just want to know like what, what, what is my like roof, you know? And I just keep going. Mm. Like, it's like when I really think there is like, Oh yeah, this is the best trick I've ever done. And then I like, Oh, maybe this will work. And it does. And I'm like, Oh shit, that's my new best trick. You know? Or like, or like I learned something new to the airbag that I didn't think would work. Or like Mm. I tried two years ago and it didn't work and now it works. It's like, Oh, well, what else have I, tried two years ago that didn't work that might work now and i suppose as well it's not only you're pushing yourself you're kind of pushing the sport because if you think about it you're only going to get so many people that come around in the world that are like you know your level of things and so you almost in a way have like a duty to the sport to see how far you can go with it i suppose like tony hawk probably felt like that like when he did mm. the uh like the 900 and shit was like some of it like a good amount is for you i'm sure i reckon there is a bit of it where it's like not many people are going to have the guts to be able to do this thing. So I kind of have that duty in a way. I like, you know, I'm almost the, I'm almost like the opposite because there's tricks that I did 10 years ago that thousands of kids can do now. But it, the 10 years ago, it was like impossible. You know, it was like tricks yeah. that you think that like when I, when I did what, like, cause when I was doing scooter at the start, like when I was 15 to 20, that was like, I would do new tricks all the time that were well first you know because it was like the forefront of scootering so it was like i was doing a, i do a, like a 540 flare and that was a well first and then a year later i did a 900 flare hmm. and then now it's like thousands of kids can do 540 flares but when i did a 540 flare it was like no one had even thought to try it. but then hmm. five years later everyone can do it and it's just because the door was opened like if the door wasn't open then you never know how long it would have taken to be done yeah yeah kind of, super weird to me because it's like i don't feel any different to 10 years ago like i don't mm. feel like like i might have more experience but it's like i feel like physically like i could have done it i i could do it 10 years ago like what i can do now i should have been able to do 10 years ago i just didn't know that it was possible yeah you know, to yeah, me that's yeah. Really weird. but the kids that are 10 now know what's possible so it's easier for them to do so it's like all the doors that i open now the kids are just going to take it to that next level. And they, so the more doors I open, the more you can be taken from there. Yeah, yeah exactly. you like pass about. That is, you like hit on the weirdest thing. Like, yeah, I noticed it as well, man. Like from when I got into parkour, like the best thing people could probably do is just jump between a building. It'd be like quite big, 
it'd be like mm. 15 feet 16 feet and then in like the last 10 years it went from that to seeing people take off of thin handrails do a flip mm. and land and stick a thin handrail and this was shit yeah. we would literally joke about we would like oh yeah imagine front flipping to that handrail and then 10 years later it's like happening and it's now not even like if i see a clip of someone doing that on instagram i'm like eh, it's, cool. it's cool but i've seen it and it's, it's mad seeing how they progress like that and everyone catches up it's like once one person does it yeah everyone now somehow well not everyone but you know it becomes possible and then I think that comes back to the point where you like so surprised that I'm not like happy with like I'm always looking for that next trick because I'm I'm looking for that next trick that is like the next next level you know like what went back in the day when I did a 540 flare and I and everyone was like what is even going on it's like now the the bar is so high that it's like what what can I do that would actually like mm. be the next level what do you when, think is that have you got because I know you say you got some ideas do you keep them secret or have you got ones that you're like yeah I'm trying oh no nah, there's like there's one like obviously there's there's ones that I'm trying but like it, <clears throat> it'd be like um I want to do triple flip 360 I think that'll be a big one but um <laughs> I don't know if you see or back flip is that triple backflip 360 and i've done it to the airbag but it's just like you don't i don't want to just do it you know it's hard for me these days to like i want it to mean more it's like mm. i don't know if you see do you see the triple flare recently i think i did yeah it's um he's 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 a, he's on UK. He's kieran no he's not my oh no no kieran. if it's no i don't think i have so triple flare. triple and youtube will be the first thing that pops up probably jordan clark is it no, 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 no. No, Kieran, Kieran Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm watching it. Red Bull clip. Just skip in a little bit. It's like a big... Uh... So you got to get the, got to get that. Watch time up. Second attempt. Final day. There we go. Oh, yeah, I see this. Yeah, I shared it. It was literally like the other day, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, that fucking blew my mind. That just like looked fake. At that end crazy, where he just spins it around. Oh yeah, yeah. How he, when he lands it, it's crazy. That's that's a funny thing. It's like you would people would watch that. Like the millions of people that are going to watch that, they're just going to see him land it like that and not realize mm. that he the, war. The, the amount of slams that he took, and then the way he did it, he looks like a robot. It looks like it was perfectly created to just do that trick. Yeah, yeah, because it touches down. Like, I think what it is that back wheel where the back wheel touches down. It's yeah. so like precise. Like, so it's like almost uh, takes away from it though. Like people are just mm. going to see it and it's going to be, they're going to be like, Whoa, you know, but then I, when I think of someone doing something, I'm thinking like, think about, I don't know. Think about like the crazy things that you've seen done. done. Like think of like when Travis jumped out of the, jumped out of the plane with their parachute. You seen that? No, I thought you were going to say the Felix bolt got. No, no, I haven't seen that. Oh, is that where someone else then grabs him and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Just yeah. think about things that people like to talk about. Like, I know Robbie Madison, I don't know if you know this, but this guy, he jumped up onto the Arc de Triomphe and then he turned around and he rode in. Uh, there's like stuff like that or, I don't know. I think, I think like, I almost want to do, do a world first, like across a building or something. That's why I feel like it has to. Yeah, man. Up. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's almost like the way you present it as well. Because I think what you're kind of touching on is like, People used to, I don't know about used to, it still happens now and then, but some things are just presented in a more epic way. Like that clip of that Kieran guy, now you say it, I just saw it on Instagram and shared it. And like, 
it almost wasn't present, presented in like a respectable way in, in the sense that it was just like a clip on Instagram. Whereas when I think about, do you know, like Sebastian Keep did that video where it was like mm. the, the, the walls. Some of that was filmed yeah, yeah. in the town, town I'm from. And um, the, the way that video come out and it was like yeah, released yeah. and it was like a proper, and I, I remember like that moment where he like jumped off the fucking bridge and rolled down. And it was like, just the way they put it out there was more impactful in a way. And I might be wrong here, but like, I feel like I, you had to really remind me there about that clip that literally had put from a few days ago. Whereas mm. that Sebastian Keat one, had you said that, I've been like, like, yeah, just fucking totally remember yeah. it. Cause the way oh, it's it was like, like any, it's like any Danny McAskill, uh, mm. Danny McCaskill video or any like Red Bull's really good at it. They do those like, I don't know, those crazy, I don't know if you know Chris Kyle, they like, they just do like crazy like um videos and you just mm. like remember them like they're just i don't know i know danny mccaskill he's like the main guy that does like you just remember his videos because they just like have themes and they have build up and I don't yeah know. the music as well like usually they pick some because they they can afford the copyright they uh will yeah. pick a song that you will remember because in the early days of parkour videos it was like the songs they would use would become your childhood mm. fucking favorite songs and now yeah. it's like you just can't you literally can't do it like you get demonetized or whatever yeah so yeah and it's just also the sort of game on youtube of like those three minute bangers don't do as well as like you know a sort of park vlog or something like that or like a challenge mm. video where it's like land in this in 24 hours or some shit yeah that's like so, um, my, my web edit three i saved up for like four years of footage like only saved up that long because i was on tour and like I didn't really get time to save, but like it just, I knew it just ended up being like four years of saving up bangers. And then um, I dropped it and it like, it did good. I think it got like 3 million views, but it's like, but I, then I film a vlog in like two hours of a show and mm. I post it and it's like, gets 10 million views. And you're like, you're like, oh dude, this like this video that I literally put blood, sweat and tears into five years of filming, paid an editor, paid per paid to have wolf mother as like paid five thousand dollars for the music rights <clears throat> and it just like doesn't do as good as like a video that two you hour. in two hours and like chucked that, together so easy that's where i think the future will change for extreme sports i reckon extreme sports people will go into releasing videos like vod's but like you pay for it and like yeah. we're having it now in parkour because the parkour economy is so shit in that we have nothing yeah. to sell you other than the fucking the idea man it's like the culture of parkour <laughs> we can sell you that but we can't sell you there's no equipment you know it's like maybe yeah. some shoes whatever so like people are now making these films they'll make like 40 minute to an hour and a half film where they go and do something cool it could be like getting a, a tour bus and travel around the uk and they'll make a whole film mm. and then they release it and they do quite well considering their audiences might be like twenty five thousand mm. followers and they you know i know people that have made like decent enough money off it like this guy, yeah. he did that. He dropped like a line of clothing and it was like this film and he made like, you know, I think like 70, 80 grand or something like that, which is reasonable yeah, for a small team mm. in parkour. And so I, I sort of almost think that like, yeah, these, it'd be sick to see, you know, even someone like yourself, like do a film and then put that out privately and just, because Fabio Wibma did it and like there's a few others that are doing it. And I just think that yeah. almost, again, it gives it more like, it's that thing of like the kind of I'll remember that thing more. There's some BMX, yeah. some um, BMX riders that have done it too. A street rider recently, Nathan Williams, he did it, and like he mm. must have done pretty well. But he also like fucking died trying to film it, and like, like you almost feel bad just paying four dollars for him to, to to watch it. But what he really like, fucked himself up? 
I think so. Like, it's just the, the amount of, like, how good he is. It's, like, crazy. Like, it takes a lot. I feel like it's, it takes a lot to, like, do something like that and then try and then not just show everyone, you know? Mm, I know what you mean. Because that's the other thing is, like, you know that clip would bang on Instagram. <laughs> that's the other bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like, uh... So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how it goes. And I think there is that yeah. balance. Like you can, you can share some of the clips, but then maybe a couple, but yeah, it's mm. interesting. So um, yeah, man, I feel like we've got quite a bit of shit, but I'm kind of interested to see what you think then is the future. Cause you have a few other tricks you want to land. You have a few other things mm. like, where do you see the next sort of five, 10 years for you being, do you think you'd make you, you have your own brand, right? Yeah. So I have my own, uh, I'm trying to focus on the R Willy land brand. I'm like, for me, it's just like kind of expanding our will then because what happened to, for me is like, obviously I was a 17 year old kid, got on Nitro Circus, got to ride like a mega ramp basically. You know, I got to ride this ramp that I can do these tricks on and like progress. And I feel like if the people around me got the same opportunity, then like we would, we would, let's just say the whole scooter community got that opportunity. We would be leaps and bounds further than what we are. Like, even though, I got on and I did the best I could and I did a lot of new tricks and opened up a lot of realms and like changed a lot of people's minds. I feel like the biggest opportunities come when everyone has the opportunity to go do that. So that's like my goal now is like, that's why I built our Winland. It's like, I want, if someone proves that they can do it safely and they are going to bring their own like trick style to it, like you, you open up so, so many tricks to people. And like, mm. as long as they can do it safely and they're not going to go out there and hurt themselves, like at our little end now we've had over a hundred, like probably would probably be in like 200 worlds first done in two years. Oh, and that's just sick. because just, just because like it's there and people can use it. My friends that I rode the skate park with when I was 12 years old, now they can ride that ramp and they're doing tricks that no one else has ever done before. Like, mm-hmm. and they're just like, they're, that's just a, my mate, you know, it's not even like, and they've just been working and doing a normal trade and then all of a sudden now they can ride a mega ramp and they've gone and done a trick that could never be done before. I mean, it hasn't mm. been done before, even though they're just Joe Blow tradey dude, you know, but they're getting back on a bike because they can and they have a mega ramp to practice on now. So it's like, imagine if like we can open it up to more people, imagine what's going to happen. Like, I just, I think that if I can capture that and I can like, I don't know, I feel like if I can capture that and I just keep making our will land bigger, I feel like that's kind of why where my mm. head's at and just kind of be like a Travis Pastrana of action sports. Cause the biggest thing about Travis Pastrana, the thing that inspires me most about him is like the way he can bring the best out of people around him. Whenever he's like on a show, like the show's 20% better for no reason. Oh, really? Just, just his energy. I swear to God. It's so weird. Like he's there. Okay. I'm trying my best trick. It's like, I'm not just trying to get through this show. I'm trying to like, do something that I've never done before. Like, why do you think that is like, can you, yeah. What is it about? Because it's because we hold him. Like I hold him like as high as you possibly could hold a person. Like he is like a God, like he's done so much. He's like incredible. He's achieved so much. He's got so many gold medals, whatever. And then you talk to him and he's like your best friend. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like you hold him to like such a high pedestal, but he sees you at eye level. They're the best people, man. They're legit. they're the sickest, like just super humble, but you know they're fucking like legit. Like they they exactly. yeah. It's rare you actually when, find that. And then when you get someone like that, it like brings the best out of you because you're like, whoa, this guy is like the best, but he's just like me. He's just like us. Like he's not, you yeah, know, he's yeah. just so I can be like that. And it just like I don't know. 
So you're trying to like, in a way, pass that on. Because yeah, what you were saying is super true. Like I've always thought the world's best snowboarder might live in like Africa and is never going to have a fucking snow slope. So it's like, yeah, if you can open that up and just give more people opportunities, the shit you might, the shit that might happen then crazy yeah or even just like being inspiring like doing youtube videos like even though i don't like it's hard to do youtube videos sometimes sometimes it's hard to like film yourself and like not just be in the moment with like especially on tour when i'm doing nitro circuit shows like sometimes i just really want to be like in the moment i'm around my friends i'm around people that i idolize and for me to Mm. pull out the camera it's like it's not always easy but it's like i know that if i do that then everyone else gets to experience it with me so it's kind of like you just buy you just button down you just do it because mm. you might inspire like the next person to just go like they might watch that video and go ride that day and like learn something new or something will happen that they're stoked on and then now they're like life is yeah, I, I really forgot to, I, add, no, I forgot to add that so after i did the double front flip like that world's first i landed it and then on the way back travis was there and he was like dude that's the sickest thing i've ever seen on scooter and i was like <laughs> holy shit and then yeah, yeah and then yeah. i was like and that was like so for him that was like five seconds of his day night whatever but for mm. me that was like that's like i something i'll never forget for the rest of my life yeah yeah just those little mo- yeah that little like right thing from the right person can really mean more than they will ever know and that's yeah. awesome yeah i wonder how um what do you think about like the state of extreme sports? Like, do you think it's getting bigger? Do you think it's because it, one of the things that I'm always curious about is like the industries behind these things, like mm. ha- making livings off of it. And like, you know, not being these like kids that make no fucking money. Cause it does happen a lot. And uh, yeah. What do you think about like the money side of it and the industry? I think that, I think that used to be like, it sucks because it used to be, more a bigger part it was like a this is a good my mate andy bucker told me this he's like it used to be like a few hands eating off a big pie and now it's like a lot of hands eating from a small pie Mm, so it's like it used to be like so much like it used to be like gatorade sponsorships it used to be like like uh like mountain dew and like those kind of sponsors where it was like big money you know and then it was like there was like four guys at the top or mm. like just like a handful of dudes that were always competing and they were the dudes that they, and they'd get so much money or whatever. And now it's like, there's 20 dudes that are the best, you know, it's hard mm. to like, it's, it's It's hard to be the best now because it's such a big sport, but it's just like anything. Except the thing is it's like golf, golf, tennis, you know, like the reason and soccer, it, they're so big so many people are doing it that it's like nearly impossible to be the best but that's mm. why the best get paid like multi multi millions and then it's like for us it's kind of like it's getting like a lot a lot of people doing it i think the most people are doing it now except you just you have to be like the top one percent or even yeah, less yeah. to even make a living off it but that's the thing in football though you can make a killing just being like a not killing you can make good money just owning a local like mm. you know facility for it and um That's i don't true, know yeah. i think i wonder how like in the next 10 15 years maybe just the industry of these sports will get a bit smarter that's why I, yeah as i said like, i push towards those kind of like films like long form stuff like just getting a bit smarter with how people make money and like you know coaching and the way it can be done like there's probably ways that you can 
make the industry make more money because it just always sucks to me seeing like these guys that mm. are insane and then you know that they're like really struggling and it's like i know it's not all about money but you just want that person to be able to do their thing and at least be doing okay because i know people that literally borrow money like they're not doing well yeah. and they're like the best people in our sport and it's like fuck like <laughs> yeah no it's so hard it's crazy like and i, I think about the people that like this, like that's why I always went the route of like kind of entertainment more than like Olympics. Like Logan Martin has to like be the fucking you know Logan Martin is the guy that won is the Olympics. Is he the Olympic right? BMX? BMX yeah, 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 yeah. So like he went the route of like he has to fucking he like trains every day, and it's like but he'd be on the same contract as me. Like with Hyper, my BMX sponsor, like we're on the same money, whereas mm. he is like which I understand because I obviously have the, I bring in the, like this pool and he's the Olympic guy. Like, but he like, cause he won the Olympic medal, obviously he's blowing up now, but it's just like, mm. it's just crazy that cause he, his work is like, I, I look at him. I'm like, that is fucked up. Like I couldn't do that. Like what mm. he does is insane. I can never reach that level where I could do that. But then, yeah, I know I get the set, I get held at the same, you know, like level as him. And it's so confusing for me, but yeah, it's like it's knowing like ways, what value yeah. you're bringing in the world, and it's like sometimes it can seem weird. Like, because that's the, one of the criticisms I get is that I'm no good. I'm okay at park where I was at some point, but like there are people that are considerably better than me. And mm. I've heard, you know, through the grapevine, people will say like, you know, he's he's shit, but he's able to live off it. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of like that, and it plays on your mind a little bit. Where, as you say, you see these people that are legitimately mm. fucking higher work ethic or whatever i don't know i know what you mean like i wouldn't say there's people that have much a higher work ethic than you but it and definitely there, holds there is, true there is like and there is like as you were saying in scootering there's riders that like i just see that they just fucking send it and like break mm. themselves off and get back up and try again and they're getting like they wouldn't not they wouldn't they can't like afford a house they can't afford rent mm. or anything like they, they, they couldn't do any of that even though they're like literally dedicating their lives to it so yeah, hopefully mm. in the future there's a better way for people to be able to like, I don't know, you use the sport to like, because if they're a capturing riser, if they're inspiring people, then I mean they should get rewarded for being able to do that. So maybe yeah. I think in, in the future maybe with like cryptocurrency or some sort of like with the way it's going, like the metaverse and shit like that, I'm sure like there'll be there would be ways for people to make money. Like there'll be something to do. Like there'll be like that's what I think it is, dude. I think it's yeah. like getting smarter with business because if you think about a lot of us, we're not business people. We're ki- we're like just kids that are kind of creative, but not often businessy. I think that's yeah. often like one of the things. But then as you get older, you get a bit more business minded, and then you get mm. people that are like you know all right at the sport, but great at business, and that's that's what it needs. And it's it's gonna it it takes time. And mm. it's just hard to see it in the moment. But like, I, I do think over time it will get better. Um, I went to ask, do you do much street riding? Cause I only, I really only see you do clips like in parks or in mm. on like mega ramps, but I haven't seen you like hit staircases and handrails and shit very often. Maybe you've seen like one or two clips. No, I don't, re- I don't really ride street at all. Just because it's like, I don't know. I love a skate park because it's built to like feel nice, you know? Whereas yeah. Because- yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's like the difference for, what, if, what is it the difference for parkour? Like you go right, you know, you have the indoor facilities that are like parkour and they're built and then you mm. have the actual streets. I know there's, it would be, it would 
I mean, it's guess it's the same difference. It's like at a skate park, it's built to ride, and at a yeah. park or con- place, it's like it, built it's, to it's weird because runner. yeah, I would say my I just got into rollerblading, so I'm new to the kind of skate park thing. I fucking love going to skate parks exactly for what you say because like the, the floor's perfect. There's so much to do, but in parkour, going to a parkour gym isn't that interesting to me. I don't know what yeah. it is, but I think I think it's something to do with like part of what I love about it is like you find an error and you create out of it and like shit isn't designed to be done. You discover it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, yeah, like, but then it's different when I'm rollerblading. I I haven't thought to do street riding yet. Like maybe I will soon, but it is weird. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly what it is like. It's like you would get more fulfillment out of like, if I did a trick in the street, I'd definitely get more fulfillment than doing it at a skate park. But I, I don't know. I just, I get enough fulfillment from just doing that. My skate park riding is just fun now. It's like, if I can yeah. think of a new trick to try or like something that's cool to do, like a big gap or something like that, that's where you'll see me, but you won't see me doing like one in 10 of my world's first from now on. Will no one in 20 of my world first will be at a skate park from now on. Like right, right, it's right. just, it's just, it's so hard to motivate myself to f- fall at a skate park these days mm-hmm. yeah especially really, when you yeah. know you could go you could save a lot of it for like a better facility for it yeah exactly and that's where i'm at now i think that's only just because i'm older you know and i'm just yeah. like i don't get that much pleasure out of doing something just because it's harder to do it somewhere yeah 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 that's interesting i think because we have that in parkour where it's like it's always more legit if you do something like in a, a street spot like if you see someone do a massive running precision like just jump in a gym it probably be forgotten but if yeah, they do right. like a really gnarly one outside it's always like yeah way more legit i don't know why but i think that eventually you'll reach a point where you won't you'll you'll be like oh fuck i'll just do it in the gym <laughs> yeah yeah when you get older and you're just like the other thing is like the velocity of shit you can do because it's like if you go outside you can go to a street spot and just be like this is fucking shit and then you have to now walk half hour maybe even drive somewhere whereas at a park yeah it's just it's more concentrated it makes more sense the thing is i think parkour parks look ugly and this is the thing skate parks look quite cool and um I I think there's something in that is like, I hate watching clips on Instagram of parkour parks because they just look like these thrown together fucking industrial estate. Like they're all wood. It just has no good look to it. Whereas a skate park for whatever reason just looks better. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I get, I get that. I get that for sure. But yeah, no, I haven't rode much street at all, but I, I do, I have rode it here and there. Like I hit big, big stair sets and shit, but I don't do it for fun. No, no. I was going to ask, have you, do you still rollerblade? Because I saw one clip of you rollerblading the other day. And I was like, oh, Yeah, shit. triple backflip rollerblades. I've not seen that. What the fuck? Was, no one told me that. <laughs> yeah, triple what backflip the... rollerblades. Let me let me just find that. Rollerblade. Brian William rollerblade. I think I'm like the third person to ever do it. Jesus, man. All of the rollerblade guys that I've spoke to like are desperate to see you do shit on rollerblade because there's like very few people that do the big stuff on blades and yeah. they're like you know the way you were able to transition across stuff they were like you know he'd be able to just crack stuff that has never been done before i do like 540 misties as well i did it like at a skate park but yeah on my land i did the uh, did you just type in ryan Williams triple backflip rollerblades it probably would have come yeah up. yeah triple backflip land on rollerblades yep trying to get to the oh my god dude is this 
That's an attempt. That must fucking feel so crazy. Because I've done like double backs in gym on trampoline and stuff or off a trampoline. And the way it whips your head is just so gross feeling. Does that do you get used to that feeling at some point? I don't usually do backflips that much, but like I just did it for the memes, really. I just knew I could do it, so I was like, fuck, I'll just do it. <laughs> oh, it looks sick, actually, man. It looks because you like actually mm, yeah. sorry. The hardest part was actually hitting the ramp fast enough. Hmm. Because have you the blades you're on? Are they got? Are these anti rockers? You know, like the small wheel. It's not big yeah, wheel. Small wheel. Not big. Yeah, wheels. yeah. That that would likely be it. Like I think for that stuff, because that's for grinds, and you obviously yeah. you, you wouldn't need that for that. So I think the big wheels help on that sort of shit. I might be wrong, yeah. but I love oh, seeing right. that because in parkour, so like this is why I like. Um, rollerblade at the moment is because it's very similar to parkour and um, parkour tuck like the way you tuck is very like yeah. parkour-y looking because you can oh, kind of yeah. like you can, can you tell when someone does like a good tuck they'll like bring the knees up really high and like ball in whereas yeah. like somebody does like kind of a loose like just sort of and the body shape's wrong but you're kind of hitting it like that because you have to I fucking guess to get the speed yeah. <laughs> but it looks fucking tight do you think you do more on blades or is it not as interesting to you? Um, I kind of, nah, I kind of like, I, I, there's like this young rollerblade kid at the skate park. I like versed him in a game of game of blade. And like, I just, it's kind of just like a, um, just like a gimmicky thing here and there for fun. Like it is fun, but it's a bit, yeah, yeah. cause I'm not experienced as it, at it. I can't guarantee my safety. And that's a big thing for me. Like, I don't want to just fall over riding rollerblades. I don't know how I could, I could explain that to myself. Imagine my first yeah, surgeries yeah. from rollerblades. I'd want to punch myself out. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. And, it's, and knowing it's, me, like, I'd, I'd crash doing something, like, easy in there. I, like, because mm. I just don't know how to fall. Like, whereas BMX and scooter, like, scooter especially, I've been falling for, like, over 15 years. So, it's like, I know how to fall off a scooter and, like, save myself. Or I know mm. when I'm falling, you know? Whereas on a skateboard, rollerblades, like even a motorbike kind of right now, like it, I don't know exactly where I'm safe and I'm not safe. So I don't know exactly mm. when to bail. And you've got to think like if you went and did it on something new, you've got to A, take all that time to learn it. And it's like, or you could put that time into the thing you are really good at and just push that. So I suppose it's a bit of like weighing it up. It's like, is it worth like, maybe one day, maybe you'll just be like, I really want to try and do it, but. Yeah, it's just kind of like what I feel like having fun on. Like I even jump on a mountain bike and give it a go. If there's tricks that I think are going to work on certain things that no one's ever really done, then I will mm. go out of my way to like really try to do it. That's it. You know, because then you're oh. just opening the door like for something new. It's like I did yeah. a trick on pogo stick. I did it. I did an inward bry flip. Like I did a trick on pogo stick. I doubt that it's on the internet, but it was on my no, Instagram. I seen that. But I did an inward bry flip on a pogo stick and no one had ever done it before. And it was just like, cool. I just did a world first on a pogo stick. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> That's such an insane skill you have. I want to I wanna just like final kind of question, really. Um, mm -hmm. Who, what are some of your biggest two, it's two really, biggest, favorite, most epic moments you can like, when you just think about your life and your past, like things that jump to mind and then people that you've met along the way that are like, sick i fucking met this person can you think of any like that um i think 
breaking the uh, the curse of that X Games, the third gold in a row, and like landing the flip drop. I don't know if you've seen the flip drop in at X Games when you did. When yeah, won. it was like the Dave Mirror thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so doing that and that was my first ever flip drop on bike i'd never tried a flip drop ever on bike and to do it into a 70 foot mega ramp and like just roll away from it and then do the two tricks after and like roll away and then win the x that that x games goal that was kind of like i know that was like one of the peaks for me i reckon one of the best moments it was just like it was just cool that i dedicated it to mirror and like mm. he was like the first one i seen do it and then it like came together it's kind of like it makes you like almost believe that like it, it was meant to happen. Yeah. So it was just like a, that was definitely like one of the best moments. And, and I paid to like, I flew my dad and my mom over and like, I don't know. It was just, it like worked out really well. So that was definitely like one of the biggest moments in my life. And mm. like one thing, one thing I'm most, one of the most proud of. And then um, person I met that trips me out. Um, shit. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to know. think it's, of some of the, some of the ones that I know that you've met. I know you met Oliver Tree. That ain't gonna. I doubt. I mean, he's sick, but uh, that was kind of cool that you met Oliver Tree. And then, um, have you well, met Stevo? Yeah, yeah, really well. Stevo came to. Did you see me double backflip up that step up where I nearly hit no. my head? And, and Tony Hawk's filming me. No. <laughs> what, dude? You have so dude. much content. It's unreal. Do you know Francis Ngannou? I recognize the name. UFC, the UFC fighter. Uh, has he been on like Joe Rogan podcast probably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, yeah. um, Tony Hawk. Double backflip. Just type in Ryan Williams, Tony Hawk. I think it will come up. And that video is pretty crazy. I met. We could just finish that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It was. Fuck me, man. Meeting Tony Hawk must have been. <laughs> that must have been insane. So, yeah, and then I got punched by Francis Ngannou, who is the heavyweight champion of the world in UFC. How did this all happen in one week? Were you hanging out with, like, just those guys and it all just happened? Well, man, I was with Nitro, so I was on tour with Nitro. And um, yeah. they were like, it was midweek, so I wasn't doing anything. And they were like, oh, do you want to come to a Bob Burnquist contest, like, to watch? Hmm. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Fucking oath I do. And then... um. This is after I got punched by Francis anyway. And then, so what happened from then, I um, I went there and Bob's like, oh, did you bring your gear? Because I've met Bob before. He taught me how to do the loop and shit on scooter. And then I seen him at X Games all the time. So he's like, nice to me. And he's like, oh, did you bring your stuff to jump? And I'm like, no. I had like slip-on shoes, fucking no pads, like a ProTech helmet that's not even good enough to wear at Meg- on a Mega Ant. And he's like, whatever. And then I'm sitting there. Oh, and then I invited Steve-O because Steve-O wasn't invited, but I hit up Steve-O because talk, I talked to Steve-O because um, I like have his number. And he's like, because hmm. he come to a Nitro Circus once. And he like, he knew of me and something because he posted one of my videos, we DM'd. He came to a Nitro. I seen him and he like kissed me on the cheek and shit. It was super fucking funny. <laughs> and then I did, yeah. Anyway, I knew him from that. So then I'm like, Steve-O, are you, gonna, are you coming to this? And he's like, no, nah, dude he's like oh do you want me to see if he can come so i got him a ticket to come like i got him invited so he come and then he's like dude you gotta hit the ramp and i'm like no nah, i'm not hitting the ramp because i don't have my pads blah 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 and then we're sitting there at the competition's on and then tony hawk rocks up and i've never met i never met tony hawk ever in my life 
and they're riding the step up off the side of Bob's. I don't know if you've seen the video yet, but they're riding the step up. Yeah, I, I reckon I, as soon as I see the setup, I was like, oh, I've seen the clip, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm like, fuck, it doesn't look that hard. And then I'm like, oh, Bob, can I still do this? Because I met, because I seen Tony and Tony's like filming shit. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to do yeah, something yeah. crazy. <laughs> anyway, I I just front flip up the step up the first jump. And then you'll hear in the video, I go over it, but I'm like, and then Tony Hawk climbs up on the ramp that I'm jumping off to film like closer. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like I got to do some crazy shit right now because this is Tony Hawk. And then there's Bob Burnquist, Steve-O is watching. He's filming for his thing. And um, there's this Christmas is literally story. like a 2000s kids wet dream. <laughs> like All yeah. these people in one place. This dude, Christian Hesoi, he's like one of the most famous skateboarders. He invented the Christ air. Mm. So he's there as well. And he's flipping his shit. And then I'm like, fuck, I got to double flip this thing. And I just like hark the double flip. And you've seen the clip, like my front wheel missed it by like centimeters. Fucking hell, man. But I just harked it and then stomped it. And then everyone just like blew up. And then Tony Hawk. <laughs> and that day, Tony Hawk followed me and gave me a shout out. Oh, Jesus, dude. That sounds so Tony, like a, a made up weekend. Like if you didn't have the footage for that, no one would so fucking Tony, believe you. <laughs> yeah, Tony Hawk followed me on it. Tony Hawk followed me on Instagram. Followed a scooter kid. I think that's fucking, that was. That's, that's that was the day scooter goals. kids made it. That's like the seed exactly. of approval. <laughs> that's it there you go that's a good one that's that's my top for you epic oh i just can't fucking believe it dude that's uh what i just don't know how you haven't been on like joe rogan podcast because i've never seen i've never seen I'm too young i think oh, i guess i'm 27 now but i just feel like he's he needs to have like travis Pastrana on and shit like that i think first mm, yeah like i've not seen him do any yeah any big wave surfers he does the big wave surfer guy that does um he does a lot of like water aerobic stuff, but he wanted like to do he wanted Kelly to do Slater. Dom Tomato. Mm. Oh Kelly yeah, yeah. Slater. I think I have seen that one. Yeah. I, I think he wanted to do Dom Tomato, you know, the free runner. Oh, he does okay, like sick. he does like the big diving front flips and stuff like that. He's yeah. kind of known for just doing these massive, like yeah, hockey. He did Leon 25 as a front flip. And oh, um yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think he wants to have him on because he's shared it, he's like played some of his clips live. Yeah, I, I just feel like yeah, it'd be sick if extreme sports had that kind of like it, it needs that like when you that's why I say when you're on Theo Von, that was kind of like fucking big because it needs that thing of like people in the mainstream world kind of giving yeah. it props again because it used to always have that. It used to yeah, be 100%. the mainstream world. And so, like, yeah, if maybe just get on Joe Rogan, you change the game for us, boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or do you, gotta get Travis for Shrana on there, but yeah, we'll mm. see. I got that's on sick, you know ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah, the Ryan, what's his name? Uh, De- something dope. Oh, fucking, that's it, Deirdre. Yeah, yeah. I did that, so that's going to come out in February. Oh, that's cool. That'd I be did really ridiculousness, cool. so that's cool. But um, What's that yeah, like? Because that shows a little, it's a little corny, but it's like, you know, because it's like mainstream. They, they film the whole episode in 40 minutes. And they film the five fuck? episodes a day. They Television is a joke, man. I don't know how they do that day. shit. Crazy. I mean, they get paid like a quarter million each episode or something, and they just do it every 40 minutes. They're done. I don't know, because I always think, right, there's this dude who like just quit a game show. Like, it was big news in the UK. It was like the face of this game show. Mm-hmm. And I like, just fucking quit. And I was like, dude, you did that for 20 fucking years. And there's like an episode nearly every day. It's like, how do you possibly do that? I can hardly do the same thing for a year, man. Like, yeah, 100%. 
these people are. Anyway, dude, it's been fucking sick chatting to you, honestly. I don't want to take any more of your time because I know it's late, but it's been yeah, awesome. Chilling, bro. Well, just yeah. if you want, if you need to know anything more, just fucking shoot me a email. Yeah, that's it, man. Because I, what I do, I'm gonna go through all of this. I'll like mm-hmm. go through your Wikipedia and stuff. Just there's probably shit on there that might be incorrect, and then kind of paint a story right up. And then I'll probably come ask you some stuff and maybe get some footage. Because I feel like, yeah, just paying your background like from childhood would be quite cool. So maybe you might have yeah, some easy. photos and stuff. Well, um, yeah. And uh, fuck, I, you know, I just found the other day, I just found my, a fucking video of myself tail whipping over three bricks. It's kind of fucking <laughs> like a really OG one. Dude, ta- I, I was like learning tail whips. I found the videos. It's fucking hilarious. I always, I have this story because I used to own a BMX and I, uh, I was like, it was when bmx was really popping i was like i went to my parents yeah okay get me a bmx this christmas i was like my parents weren't like wealthy they were like you know and so yeah. they were like okay yeah we'll get you it. and then i started getting adamant about what what i wanted on this bmx so i'm eight years old skinny yeah. tiny guy and i'm like yeah i need pegs on it because obviously when i'm hitting the fucking big handrails gonna need those <laughs> and i'm like but also you need to make sure the cables go into this tube so i can tail whip Lo and behold, they get me this thing, and I, I've never ever even thought to do a tail with. <laughs> yeah. So they got me this like good BMX. There's not a fucking chance on this earth I was doing a tail with, but I was, uh, I was certain I was. <laughs> That's funny, as. Yeah, but anyway, great chat with you, bro. Have a good, well, go sleep, I suppose. But yeah, for sure. All right, mate. Well, have a good one. All right. Yeah, safe, Excited. man. Yeah. Right, cool. See ya. Peace, dude. Peace.